What's up, guys? On episode seven of Thanks for Playing with DSM, we have a great chat with our friends from 3EPR about their operation and the state of the industry. Poor Patrick has to do some physical activity, and Leon continues to advocate for direct mail because he's a dinosaur. Thanks for playing. Everybody on three. One, two, three. Thanks, Thanks for, for playing. playing. Oh, Somebody was, so was way off on the <laughs> note. <laughs> Somebody was flat. <laughs> can't believe it we're recording wow podcast Podcast seven be careful what you say (laughs) no from this point forward you guys don't have to worry it is a uh it is an adult we've we've set it up in itunes so you don't have to worry about cursing it's fine there's no this is a what is it i mean i was gonna ask yeah it's it's one of those (laughs) not safe for work podcasts i'm kidding megan tends to swear like a sailor (laughs) (laughs) typically in business meeting curses like a truck driver so uh let's take a second as we as we kickstart uh dsm's seventh seven my god it feels like an eternity seventh podcast for thanks for playing uh why don't you folks introduce yourself for all of the uh 25 as of today people that are listening to our podcast wow <laughs> we keep a very cl- a very close <laughs> count friends and family <laughs> it's basically all it is uh, i'm patrick brightman president of 3e public relations and i'm megan redzia executive vice president of 3e public relations excellent wow that was see the hardest hardest part was over yeah so um so let's start. Um, it, let's. I'll. I'll go into kind of what we're gonna do um, with the game. But let's start with. Um, tell us a little bit about 3DPR. Give us. Give us some backstory, some history, some. You know, just tell us about it. Sure. 3EPR started oh, back in 19. Believe it or not. The roots started in 1989 when Dave, I'm an old man. I am an old man. How old were we? You just gave that up. Nobody can see you. You could answer all of that. (laughs) We are who we are. I was nine. (laughs) I was nine years old. I was one. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. Well, I was a child prodigy when I started. No, I actually uh, worked two years as a journalist. The irony is that... Uh, Dave Shelba. <laughs> I was Dave Shelba's first hire. That's unbelievable. Um, Who was the godfather of advertising yeah. in New Jersey. I just told him that you refer to him that way. <laughs> I do. He I was do all the time. Every time I talk about him, that's how I explain him. It's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> it is very appropriate, actually. Especially after the last video we just did with him. <laughs> oh, yes. I got to see that. Um, and Dave wanted to create a PR department uh, as part of A&R Advertising. So he brought me in. Um, the irony is that Dave kind of knew of me already because yeah. I was the editor of the Belleville Times oh, community you're, newspaper. You're kind of a big deal. Oh yeah, huge I mean, deal. You know, I think I had one more reader than we have listeners right now. <laughs> um, but Dave's dad was the music teacher at Belleville High School. Awesome. So I had done a couple of articles of Dave's dad, so he knew of me and he always thought fondly of me because of that fact. Yeah. And Dave has a music background, as I think you're aware. Yeah. So. Um, he came in. It was back in the day when actually newspapers were in print and were delivered to doorsteps and things like that to continue to show how old I, I am. I did have a paper route as a kid. Yeah, yeah I so. was a child of the 80s. I had a paper route. So we, we just kind of built out of that. And Dave uh, hired me and Dave and I were the PR department for a very long time. And cool. then after about 15 years or so, 17 years, I'd say um, we spun it out into uh, a separate company. Cool. A division of, really, a subsidiary company. 
And then about five years ago, six, <coughs> was it 3E when you came on board already? Nope. Was it still no, Compass? it was about five years ago, it was Compass. Yeah, so five years ago, we changed the name to 3E. Mm -hmm. Dave and I decided that given where the industry was going, you yeah. know, PR was changing a lot. Yeah. Um, social media was becoming more prominent. Content was beginning to, to rear its head as well. So we decided to change the name to kind of reflect where, where the industry was yeah. going. Yeah. And um, we built it <coughs> from just the two of us to now we have 13 people on awesome. staff. And uh, Megan came on board seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So, and then she can pick up from there when she came on board a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I think since then, uh, we've grown our team a lot. We have um, a lot more specialists in terms of uh, their different expertise. So yeah. social media, content yeah. development, public relations. Um, and we're working across a lot more verticals cool. um, now just based on people's backgrounds and experience levels, et cetera. Yeah. So, so, what, so what's, the, what's the right kind of client for you guys? I mean, I know that's a very broad-based question, but what's like the ideal prospect client for 3EPR? That's a good question. Um, we typically work with kind of the mid-size businesses. Yep. Um, our core verticals, just by nature of where we have experience, are categories of food, franchise, yeah. uh, healthcare, technology, and banking and finance. Yep. Um, not saying that we don't work with people beyond that, too, because I can think of clients we currently work with sure. that don't fit those categories. But um, that's typically our sweet spot. Yep. Um, and anywhere from startups to, uh, you know, businesses that have been operating for a long cool. time and just need a refresh. Most of them local or national or where's, what's your scope? Both. So we work with, you know, New Jersey based companies by nature of where we are. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we work with companies down in Baltimore, <laughs> Maryland and California and Texas and cool. all over the place. So you guys talked a little bit about, uh, you just mentioned it a couple of times, social media and some of the changes that we've seen in PR. What, are, what, what have been the implications? Like, I'm sure it's been a nightmare, candidly, the proliferation <laughs> of social media for PR because there's no secrets anymore. But w like, what have been the implications on a grand scale? Like, what does that look like? I think th there's a couple of things that have really affected the traditional PR model, yeah. so to speak, um, social media being one of them. But I just think the, the internet overall is, is really... Um, had the biggest influence because, yeah. again, when, when I first started, PR was really important because you had, you know, in, in a certain trade market, you could have 20, 30, 40 different outlets, yeah. media outlets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have all the, a lot more broadcast yeah. outlets. <coughs> and just as we're seeing across the board, the, the audiences were not so fragmented. Right. Now they're really fragmented. So what we need to do is, as a PR professional is, is kind of, convey the value of relationships with the media people that are left yeah and the value that that has for companies and brands mm. not just for positioning themselves but you know there is seo value to having media yeah. coverage yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and having yeah. that appear on seo rankings and organic results so um that's really where we are going with uh, a lot of our positioning of it because clients and, and brands kind of yeah. begin to understand it they're they're learning more and more but that's been the biggest thing you know, and, and the other part of it is how do you marry right. that media coverage that you're receiving, the messages and the statements you're making there, and make sure it's consistent yeah. with what's on your socials and what's yeah. on your, your website. Well, and that's that's a so an interesting perspective for us and why we've been chomping at the bit to work with you guys so much, right? So, you know, is PR a small function of what DSM does? Yeah, but we know what our limitations are, right? And we, I think you guys take it to a whole other level than we possibly could. But, you know, I think what people don't always think about is PR... Uh, public relations is a part of a much grander scale, right? Marketing is a mm -hmm. really, really big umbrella, you know, and far too often, and, and we kind of try to coach clients on this as much as we can, but far too often people 
have a tendency of segmenting their budgets. Well, like I don't have a PR budget this year. Like what? Right. That doesn't make it like yeah. if you don't have a PR, like it's part of marketing, you know, and, and yeah, SEO, all these things, social media to call them different things, I think is a, is a mistake and, and it's a misnomer. It's all part of your marketing plan and strategy. And, and I think far too often it gets lumped into its own budget and it really shouldn't be. You know, no, it's, it it's an be. ecosystem. It needs to work together. Is that fair? I mean, very fair. And I think we try and approach that it that way with all of our clients yeah. in terms of, you know, what's your problem? And then we'll tell you what your solution is. It may yeah. not be PR and then we can give you the experts um, that you should be working with. Um, or maybe PR is part of the solution to the problem. Yeah. Um, but it needs to start with what are you trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. not yeah. what tactics do you want to employ? So what, what are, I, I, at some point I want to have a conversation around social media influencers. Because it's you know because because <laughs> everyone like, loves them yeah because yeah, everybody loves them and, <laughs> and I don't really genuinely believe anybody uh, understands effectively how to how to truly leverage an influencer campaign yet which I think we need to talk about but so I'll ask two two questions one is what are you, what are you seeing as far as trends and and what's going on in the marketplace mm-hmm. and and obviously social influencers being a trend uh, how does it fit into the dynamic and what what are you seeing that people want or and or need right now like what's the what's the thing that businesses should be focusing on from a public relations standpoint that maybe they're not or not doing well. Right. So when it comes to the influencer thing and you're spot on in terms of that needing to be something they concentrate on. Yeah. Um, and that became more of a focus more than ever, not just because influencers are popular and people like to look at their pictures on Instagram. (laughs) Um, but with all the social channels changing their algorithm and putting such a focus on friend and family content and those relationships, influencers are a good way to kind of break through that barrier. So you're not relying on your brand page to get in front of people. You're leveraging the popularity these influencers have and the trust they built with their community. Um, So we're encouraging a lot of our clients to go the influencer route. Um, and what we see being a trend is that that isn't limited to, you know, lipstick and shoes. Yeah. Um, you know, we're leveraging that for some of our healthcare <laughs> well clients. That too, yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, but even our healthcare clients that are, you know, you wouldn't normally think of as influencers. Yeah. Those communities have an active voice on social media. Oh, yeah. And if you reach the right people, yeah. um, it, it kind of has the same credibility as you establish with yeah. PR. So we often compare it to media relations just in yeah. a different yeah. form. And I think that's why we say PR people are you know the most inclined to leverage those relationships beneficially yeah. because we know how that works from the media relations side of things. I think that's a really important point, <clears throat> at least from our perspective, is that you know, the original influencers were the media, were right, the editors right. and the reporters. The old days. In the old days. Again, in the old days. <laughs> when we sought information yes. from yeah. the media. I mean, oh, dear right. God. So it was always like the, the value of that third-party endorsement, yeah. which is still invaluable now. But it yeah. was, And that's kind of what an influencer is. You're right. getting that third-party endorsement. Um, the, the other part of it is that, you know, you have the macro <laughs> and the micro influencers and yeah. what's going to be best for an individual brand and making sure, you know, I can't, imagine or count how many conversations we've had with Mm -hmm. clients that say, you know, I want an influencer campaign. I want an influencer with a million followers. Well, nine times out of 10, that's the wrong move to make. Yep. So it's really kind of understanding who is the best influencer for that particular campaign or that particular audience. And that's one thing that we really have to. Yeah. That's a great perspective. Do do you think it's, why do you think it's become so, do you think people, I'm wondering if from a consumer behavior standpoint, do people, 
are they more trusting of an influencer yeah, than 100%. the media? Like, is that what in, happened? I think in their eyes, we don't eyes, trust the media anymore. I'd rather trust well, Kim Kardashian than the media. Is that like that's a? I wouldn't. Well, here's that real life. Here's why like, I wouldn't think of her. Unfortunately, in some respects, yeah. But yeah. that's like that's a little bit terrifying to me. But it's I think that might be what drove yeah. it, right? I mean, I wouldn't say that they trust them more than media, but I do think you know certain recent circumstances made people a little distrustful of yeah. the credibility of media with fake news and things like that. There's and they no look at news. influencers. Don't, don't, don't I know. Come on. But they look, I'm just saying what people might think, <laughs> quote, quote. Um, but people look at, I know, look at influencers more as that, like a peer. Yeah. They look up to them, especially yeah. if it's a somebody peer. in their category of interest. A peer who gets paid to sell them something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag sponsored, yeah. hashtag paid. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely yeah. done. It, it's a tricking proposition. So I get this question a lot from, well, I don't want to stay on this subject too long, but it's hot and everybody yeah. wants to know about yeah. it. I get this question a lot from clients because they ask us, like, we want to do an influencer camp. That's what they, you know, they dictate it. And I'm right, like, right. It, to your point, you know, it may not make sense for everybody. And yeah. the other thing is an influencer campaign makes sense when you have a significant enough audience to take advantage of that mm-hmm. influencer. If, if the influencer gets in and you have 100 followers, you know, I'm sorry to say, they may help to increase your following slightly, but, eh, you know. It, it's a really good point. It, it, it really is because you have these, you know, right right now you kind of mentioned, well, we get the same thing all the time. Yeah. Well, I want to do an influencer campaign. Yeah, yeah, it kind of yeah. goes back to what you were saying a couple minutes ago about public relations. It's not in a silo. It no, has to be no. done within the con- – I think most of us now with the, who we're marketing to, the the audience, regardless of who what audience you're going after, yeah. is more – um, savvy sure. than they've ever oh, been. Oh, dude, totally. So you can't yeah. just say, I want to do an influencer campaign. Yeah. You, you need to understand, okay, yeah. what, to your point, wh- what is our <laughs> what is our following? Yeah. Who, is, yeah. who is that? How big is it? We've always talked to our clients about, well, why don't we develop our following? Right. Because it becomes a negotiating tool, right? If you go to an influencer and you have no social following right. and they have no value other What's than what point? you're going to pay yeah. them, yeah, right. well, then you well, have yeah. to pay them more. Right, right, right. So you want to make sure you have that balance. You ha- want to make sure that influencer we do the right research. Yeah. What is their following? What is yeah. their engagement level? What What is the, the Q factor, so to speak? Yeah. What is the opinion of them? We don't want people that promote fake news, so to speak. Yeah, and you so. nailed it, man, because the, the consumer, from a consumer behavior standpoint, I think, I do believe people are savvier than they've ever been before, and they, they see the bullshit, and they can read through that, you know? So I think there's yeah. something to be said. There it is. <laughs> oh, you wanted <laughs> there's, me to There's curse. the first one. I, now I'm ready to go. The gates have opened. <laughs> now the truck driver's going to come out. But I get this question a lot, and then I want to jump into the game. What does it cost to hire an influencer? I get that question oh all the time. Like, how much will it cost me to hire an influencer? That's like, true. And and if, how do you answer there's, that? There's there's such a range, and it depends. I, uh, I don't know why I put that voice on for a client. Everybody's <laughs> laughing. That's not how all of my clients. That's your client sound. voice. No, is it? How many are listening that are extremely offended? We right only now? have twenty five <laughs> listeners. It's um, it ranges so much based on like their following, what type of content they're going to be producing yeah. for you, the frequency of that content, the assets that you're going to give them to help them do their job. Sure. Um, so there's a ton of factors that go into it. Um, so, you know, that could range from $50 for a post to $500 for a post or upwards if you're talking about the sure. celebs of the world. So there's really no way to, to do an estimate like that. Yeah. We work with a good amount of platforms that help identify based on typical cost range that influencers have cool. set. Um, so that helps to kind of facilitate that communication a little bit. Cool. So it is, uh, it's open-ended and it's how we answered as well. It's yeah. a little bit open-ended. We won't really know till we get into it and it could, right. it could cost a fair amount of money, but you know, from an efficacy standpoint, you know, and it's, yeah. it's very impressive. And you want to know 
what you're going to get for that money, Correct. right? Yeah. So you want it's part of the negotiations. Well, for X amount, you get one post. Yeah. For Y amount, you get a post yeah. with a video. What can we do with it yeah. on our platforms? Are we going to give them, if it's sure. a product, are we going to give them that product? So there's a lot of negotiations that yeah. go back and forth to make it yeah. cost effective. For and, and in my experience, I've seen I've seen things happen relatively quickly, right? So from an inbound marketing standpoint, digital marketing, mm -hmm. it takes time to develop traction and to build. Right. Influencer campaigns have a tendency of yielding some relatively quick wins because you're getting in front of a lot of people very quickly. So as part of a larger integrated yeah, marketing plan and program, there is a good timing for right. it too, which needs to be considered, you know? That's why as part of an overall social media program, it makes a lot of sense because it takes a lot longer now than before to build a social following right, and right. an impact on social media. So mm -hmm. to leverage influencers to make that happen faster yeah. and to augment that with your strategy sure. makes it a lot more effective. So again, it's, we're going to keep coming around on this big strategy, man. You can't yeah. do things in a bucket you anymore. It you doesn't do. work, man. It, people are too smart. It has to be homogenized. Yeah, you know? people are be, too smart. Yeah, they are. And, and but to your point, Leanne, about the quick hit, I think that's the other thing. When we talk to clients about influencer programs, yeah. it is the understanding of the difference between influencer relations and sure. influencer marketing. So sure. influencer marketing, yeah, you Absolutely. get that quick hit because you're paying them, you're controlling the message, mm -hmm. you're doing Absolutely. all of these things. Influencer relations, and it goes back to what Megan was saying earlier, that's why PR people tend to be very well or, or very good at it because mm. we're used to pitching editors, right, right, pitching right. media outlets. So right. we, with influencer relations, you're doing the same thing. You're pitching a, a blogger or sure. uh, someone with a large following on socials, and you're saying, this is why it's beneficial to you, and this is what your followers are going to get out of it. And you don't have that guarantee. Yeah, you yeah. don't know how when it's going to yeah. appear. You don't even really know what they're going to say. But again, that has added credibility because you don't have to have to have the hashtag paid for it. You don't, <laughs> have, to <have> <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. you don't have to have that. <laughs> exactly. So there's, there's, it all, all goes back to what are we going to talk to the client about right. and what their goals and objectives are. It's important dynamic, man. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so this is, I said I was going to get to it. This is a game-based podcast. Don't get nervous. Don't oh. worry. There <laughs> are some at my punishments. Face. So it's a good thing you curse first because <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, shit, and it'll be all right. <laughs> so so we, we developed a bit of a game, and um, I'm going to introduce Laura. Laura, will you wanted to introduce yourself? Hello, already. here I am, my Laura Yakovetsky. lovely and charming co-host for this game. <laughs> I'm, I'm the person behind the scenes. Uh, she is, she is the man the behind the curtain here. <laughs> so, so we wanted to have a little bit of relevant fun here. Um, there have been... Uh, Throughout time, some major PR disasters. Let's just call it what it is. And we thought it would be fun. Indeed. <laughs> some more disastrous than others. So we thought it would be fun to make a game where we give you some clues as to a particular PR disaster. And you tell us what company it was that executed Yikes. said disaster. Yikes. So they're, <laughs> they're all relatively simple, I hope. Yeah, um, I hope so. Any of is, our clients? I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. We didn't scan, but I don't think so. Um, so we, 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 it is a penalty-based game. Um, so there is a, a bag there that will have some penalties in it. None of them are horrific. Some of them may not be wonderful. And, I, and I'll, give you the, I'll give you the option of passing one off to us just because I think it's the right thing to do and chivalry is not dead. Um, so I won't, there is some stuff back there that you'll notice. I've got my eye on that. Yeah, so wasabi peas. Some of that yeah, stuff may be involved. Too, yeah. um, so just pay no attention to it for now. And, uh, is Lord, the Corona part of that group? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, okay. it is. Got All your right, eye Lord, on that one. Do your thing. <laughs> All right, Leanne, will oh. you be going first? Oh, Jesus! Nice, I like oh, that. Oh, you're God. playing. Yeah. You're a contestant. Yeah, they built this uh, without my involvement. This is okay. To be a candid, terrifies me. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm ready. 
This car company violated the Clean Air Act by intentionally programming their cars to show that there were less emissions coming from their engines. Got it. I I just I just bought one. I don't know why. (laughs) We are as well, in fact. (laughs) It is it is Volkswagen. Correct. Or Volkswagen. Ding ding ding. Das Auto. Das Auto. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Okay. Who would like to go next? A little bit of pressure. Okay. Keeping the chivalry theme. <laughs> <laughs> so kind. Delaying okay. the inevitable. This soft drink company got some serious backlash after a reality star slash model was featured in a racially and culturally tone deaf commercial. Ooh. You're we talked about her like family earlier. You want to call do. a friend? We <laughs> phone, phone a friend. Phone a friend. So we you t- could say it's Kim, I think, or one of, the Ka- one of the Kardashians. It's this other one. Sister um, with a different last name. But, but, uh, but we're talking the <laughs> beverage company. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Coca-Cola. Oh, no. It's Pepsi. Pepsi. Oh, God. <laughs> it was one Pepsi. or the other, right? <laughs> okay, now Coca-Cola. you have to pick in the bag. <gasps> oh, this no. is because I don't like celebrity. Oh, no, you got to Or, or soda. It really was not. See, I don't, I haven't, yeah, I don't drink soda. And I don't drink soda. I don't, it's bourbon or water for me. Oh, I don't no. know. Oh, God. Oh, no. What is it? Read it Read out loud. your last search in Google. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. All right, let's see what we got. Oh God, this let's could be. See. She's got a young child. This could be terrible. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, it's actually Doodle. So, <laughs> has anyone used Doodle before? No, what's Doodle? It's an app where you can um, schedule occasions. So my oh, roommates shit. and I, there's like 15 of us, and we can never schedule like a weekend together. So we were looking up ways to like this make it easier. This is an educational easier. podcast. Yeah. This is fantastic. <laughs> right? So we use Doodle and you can set like what you want to do, the location and oh, dates. Shit. And then everyone can just pick when it works for them. Do you make a note of that? Yeah. I this this backfired. This was supposed to be a penalty <laughs> and it was educational See? for all of us. <laughs> shit. Nicely done. Like okay. why is my toddler's Doodle. poop green? No. <laughs> it was actually That's actually good. what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Patrick. No pressure. Nope. Well, not now. Because no Megan already screwed it all no up. I know. Okay. This Seattle-based company asked African-American customers to leave for no reason, and then the police were called. Starbucks. Yes. Starbucks. Maybe <laughs> not Seattle. the best. Maybe not the best PR look. No, <laughs> not at all. They Just have not saying. handled that well. Let's do another all round. Right. All right, one we more. We got time. Yeah, I'm the only one with the penalty, so <laughs> let's do another round. You're I don't want the ray. Yourself. I want the ray of light. I don't want the ray of light. You don't want it. We'll get into that story later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this famous Swedish meatballs were replaced with some tender horse meat. Uh, Ikea. Yes. <laughs> you guys keep getting like, you know, clue words. Well, okay. Well, do you want to one more time? Seattle based. Well, yeah, that's, that's what It's like I'm Jeopardy. <laughs> okay. This company Thanks, gained Alex a bad reputation after a huge environmental disaster occurred and lack of empathy by the CEO. Are we talking old school? It was if it was Atlantic. early two thousands. Yep. Major um, in the ocean. I was gonna say Exxon, Major. but close. You did? Oh, I'll give it to you. Give I mean, that's a. I mean, it's same a, situation. Yeah. B- BP. BP. Yeah. Okay. It was BP. Oh, BP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BP. Yeah. Well, do you remember? Said, do you remember he what said, the CEO said? I would said? like my yeah. life back. He said I would like my life back. Yeah. I just want to get my life back or something. I'm like, oh my god, did he really say? Actually, that? a colleague of mine knew the CMO of oh, BP when that no happened. Kidding, really? He called her and she said, "You have no idea. Oh, dear what god. my life is. Right <laughs> oh dear god. How many so hours she I'm putting in? Wanted her life back too. Yeah. All right, Patrick, hit it. One more. This bank created millions of fraudulent savings and checking accounts on behalf of their clients without their consent. Uh, I know it. And now they're doing some pretty positive yeah. commercials yeah, I on think TV. It's Wells Fargo, right? Yeah. Oh, we got yeah. it. Damn it. No penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. 
All right, so we'll get back. We're going to do another round of those. I think you have a few more questions, right? Do you have a few more questions? Yeah, there's a few more. Okay, cool. All right, so we'll get back to that. Um, I want to step to the future now. What does the future of PR look like, in your opinion? What's next? I know that's a very difficult and existential question. Like, what, what's, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen? Um, I think, you know, the digital trend is only going to continue. So we're still going to see, unfortunately, a lot of changes when it comes to the media landscape and yeah. therefore how we deal with media. Um, and I think that's going to lead us to continuing to encourage companies like, you know, as, as in terms of how yeah. DSM works with, with a lot of your clients on creating their own content and being their own thought leaders because um, the landscape's just going to continue to shrink and we're not going to have as much media yeah. to work with. Um, and I think the integration of social media and PR, therefore, will even become stronger than it is yeah. now. Um, and obviously, that'll involve different platform changes <laughs> and what's new to the market. Um, but I think it's going to continue to have the focus of being more customer-centric, yeah. which will create some challenges for businesses, sure. um, but opportunities as well. Yeah. I think it's interesting. We've been trying to, like, you know, uh, in the, the greater world of marketing, you know, there's a lot of discussions around uh, the improvements in technology, artificial intelligence, programmatic marketing, all these things. You know, blockchain. What is that? What are the implications of blockchain mm -hmm. for, for, you know, no one, no one really, let's be honest, no one knows what it is. No. But, <laughs> but <they're laughs> what to do with it? Yeah, apparently, there are implications somehow. No one knows what it is. Um, but there's a lot of advancements in technology which will dramatically affect us. I. I I have a really like I have like an old curmudgeon view on this, right? So I, I was raised by old school business developers, you know, the Don Drapers of the world. Like that's that's yeah. that's where I cut my yeah, teeth working for those guys. Yeah. yeah, right. So ad sales and media, and you know, the the most uh, the most telling perspective that I ever got from those guys was if you take a step back out of the equation and you take a look at marketing and what's happened over marketing over the, you know twenty years prior to when I started and, and even twenty years. For, behind from where we are today it's cyclical you know like it, i've said this on previous podcasts like direct mail still works exactly. you know what i mean <laughs> like, it's working because people yeah, went away from it yeah so, that's my point right, right? so like yeah, okay artificial intelligence is going to buy media for us now wonderful great uh, you know i'm sure it will be more efficient than it was before but there's still a fair amount of of marketing that is ultimately attributed towards old school consumer behavior and the understanding of people and and i think people are ultimately going to be motivated the same way I, i'm not sure you know, I'm sure it's going to continue to change. I'm sure technology is going to continue to improve. It's going to make our access to data that much better and mm -hmm. our ability to inform our clients that much or, or our clients' clients that much better. But, you know, I, I'm kind of old school. I'm like, you know what? I think there's always going to be. I, I, you know, I was in print when print was dying. Yeah, it's still dying 20 yeah. years later. You know, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so it's a slow death. It's the, worst, the longest <laughs> death in the history of movie <laughs> scenes. You know, it's, I, I just I think that. Um, I think despite the fact that there are so many things changing, there there is still a relative constant constant throughout all that. You know what I mean? I do, I, and I agree. I think that there's still going to be plenty of opportunities from the traditional PR and yeah. the media relations side of the house. I think you know part of the, the issue over the past decade, seven years, is that you know the publishing houses and the media houses yeah. themselves didn't know what the hell to do. Exactly. Like, How are we going to handle Absolutely. this? And I think those... It's a little bit of Darwinism because right now you have the, those that <laughs> knew right. what the hell they were doing. Yeah. They survived. Yeah. And, yeah. and those are the ones that are going to create the opportunities. Yeah. And for us, from the PR perspective and, and reaching out to mm. the media for our clients, it's, it's recognizing which one of those still yeah. have that kind of credibility, which one of those recognize it. So 
the press release you used to send out and you yeah. used to get pickups all over the place. Now the press release is really the conversation starter for you to get one or two really good articles. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really, it's the, it's the present, but I think it's also the future. Sure. It's funny. I, was, I watched uh, Bill Maher the other night. I don't, I don't usually watch Bill Maher. We're not going to make this podcast political, but he had a really funny bit towards the end of the show where he's like, you know, at some point, it's not going to matter anyway. There's only going to be one company, Apple-zon. And they, they had the oh, Apple yeah. and the Amazon logo <laughs> coming together. And but I think that's an interesting perspective, too, is I wonder from a consolidation standpoint, if I look to the future, I wonder how, how many of those large media companies, I mean, God, I worked at Time Inc., guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I was a Time Inc. There is no Time Inc. Anymore. Like, I never thought that was going to happen. Yeah. I worked at Time Inc. in the heyday of Time Inc., and I really genuinely didn't believe that there wouldn't be a Time Inc. at some point. So I wonder what the media consolidation will continue to look like as we proceed through the next 20, 30 years. And, you know, who know, who knows? Maybe Amazon will be, you know, if they take over publishing. You know, I mean, God, it's well within their, with it's well within reason. They're already technically moving in that direction anyway. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to be another really interesting change that we should probably start to see at some point. So, yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that. It's also a little bit terrifying, to be honest with it's you. Terrifying. It's scary. Yeah. It's a little sad, too. <laughs> I mean... Just seeing the change since, you know, I started working and, and how many reporters that we had relationships yeah. with are gone because the publications got so much smaller or now they're, you know, pulling in content from larger media sources. Yeah. It's um, it's a little sad. Yeah, it, it, it's yes. The answer is yes. It is sad. It's definitively sad. But it's the, the inevitable change, right? Yeah. Nothing stays the same. What, what are, uh, you know, let's take it back to today. What are, and it's hard to stay focused. They're all eating ice cream, by the way, in that conference room right across <laughs> it's the It's behind room. my back, so. <laughs> what, what are some of the biggest challenges today that face you guys in the PR industry? Some, what, what are some of the things that just piss you off or keep you up at night? Piss you off. I like that. <laughs> I can only yeah, pick an one thing that pisses yeah, me Patrick off. Yeah, Patrick looks like he has, he's like the Answer as politically as possible. Yeah. Oh. It's, they're all wonderful clients, so the clients don't piss you off, obviously. No. But. Love my clients. <laughs> yeah. Keeping it in, in our perspective, yeah. in, our, in, in, our, in our sandbox, so to speak, is that you know I, I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago, and they threw a stat at me that kind of blew my mind, and that yeah. is for every one editor, <laughs> there are six PR people pitching them. So when you take that into consideration, wow. it scares the crap out yeah. of, uh, it yeah. should scare the crap yeah. out of people starting out, to be honest. Yeah. And again, n- not to be braggadocio, but it's kind of like, we're fortunate because we've been doing this a long time, so we have built-in relationships. Right. So right. it's like, okay, that person that's getting five other emails and phone sure. calls from PR people, they at least recognize us and will acknowledge us. Right. A lot of times you just hear crickets. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're starting the pitch out first. So that's the... That's what keeps me up at night. The other thing that used to keep me up at night, and, and now we kind of just learn from it, is like, I, th- I think what we try to do is we have that relationship and collaboration mm. with an editor. You want to find out what can I do for you? Yeah. What do you, you know, what can I do better? <coughs> you know, and I've I've been fortunate to have some people tell me, well, you know, and they're all consistent. Every editor, every marketplace, regardless of experience, have always said. You know, know what the hell you're doing when you yeah. pitch me. Yeah. Know who right. I am. Right. Know my outlet. Know what I write right. about. And I think, you know, not enough of us on the PR side do yeah. it, to be perfectly honest. And it gives us a bad reputation. So when we're reaching out, yeah. I've had people, new media people I've reached <laughs> out to say, well, I don't deal with PR people. None of you know what you're doing. So I'm, I'm like guilty by association yeah. because yeah. Yeah. other people don't really know how to do it right. Sure. So that's... That's something we just have hey to. Hey man, I'm I'm an SEO. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's not hard to get a bad rap in our respective games, yeah. and that's true. I, not enough people do enough homework. Let's just call it what it is, man. It's the foundation of schooling. 
you do your homework to get better. And for some reason, yeah. people just forget that when they get professional jobs. And it's, you know, know, know your shit, man. Know yeah. what you're going to yeah. talk about before you walk in the door. And I think, no, like not just being focused on your own agenda is so important when it comes to PR because it's not this is the story I want to tell and like, why isn't it in the New York times today? Sure. But like, what (laughs) are the, what is the media talking about? Um, what do they need experts on and how can your company and experts serve that purpose? So it's not just the story you want in the media, but how, how can you help them? And I think that's not done a lot and it's the approach that, you know, we like to take. Sure. Sure. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Dave just because I have to. Because <laughs> I, I love him, I really, really do. We all do. And well, I, yeah, and I want to, and I want that to segue into a bigger discussion too. But I mean, it, for the people that are listening, he is Dave Shelba is is a genuine, a genuine nice person. He's one of the nicest men I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Um, I haven't known him that long, and I feel like he's my uncle. Uh, honestly, that's how it feels. He's just that's just the kind of dude he is. Generally, you know that happens I mean? after the first conversation. <laughs> yeah. Really Did does. you get a hug too? Oh, sure I, I get a big yeah. hug and kiss every time I see him. We're both Guidos, so it's okay. Um, but you know, he he's just he's one of the most genuine and down to earth people, and he's built something very very impressive and successful there. So I wanted to talk a little bit if you can tell us a little bit about the bigger SGW family and kind of how you guys fit into that mold and on the different divisions that you have. Like pitch them all. Like give us the big picture so that everybody knows what you know where you guys are coming from and the factory because I, I love that like, the marketing factory, factory yeah. that he's is that built. the term <laughs> no and it's, Leon's not going to let it go I'm not going to let it go I, the, we it's talked just about gonna, it on the sign yeah 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 the marketing, Provided by the marketing factory yes. um, the official so, name is the creative marketing exchange the creative marketing exchange so I, I was going to call it the marketing he factory plugged it. Yeah, yeah yeah nice plug um, so tell us but yeah no and in, in all honesty and sincerity yeah I, I've had the massive good fortune of working with Dave now for 27 yeah. years. Yeah. Really long it's incredible. Time. It's yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, and I, You look I, so good for 43. It's incredible. I, th- I think, Honestly. Well, I'm really, really only impressive. 41, but thanks. <laughs> um, um, no, but he, I've just learned everything uh, I've learned in business. I've kind of learned from Dave. Yeah. And, and it's really the, the understanding. And, but, and I think we would all agree to yeah. this, and this is why he's so, so important to all of us, is it's not just business. No. It's, it's life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's really yeah. the oh, life gee. lessons we've learned is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And the ability to transfer those life lessons into business. The, the, the phrase I cannot stand, I despise, is, well, it's only business. Oh. That's just bullshit. Yeah. It's total yeah. bullshit. So Dave has always been the one that's not like that. It's yeah. like he has built a, a company, companies that total like over 50 people now. Yeah. And it is like, you know, you sit down at the family dinner with mm-hmm. just four of you every awesome. time you sit with them. So awesome. it's it's really good. And, and I think from, from our perspective, and I'll give Megan a minute in a minute, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's you, you learn a lot. Yeah. And, you, and you get to understand these are, because we're in an in a environment like that, we can, yeah. and Megan brought this up earlier, if we don't think PR is the best thing for you or social media is the best thing for you, we'll tell you that. Yeah, we'll right, say, right. You know, because yeah. we understand. Dude, you got to tell people what, yeah. they, what they don't want to hear know, all the well, time. Video, yeah. You know, creative yeah. might be better. A digital ad yep. buy might be better. Working with DSM sure. for, for a content program might be better. So we're not afraid to do that. And I right. Because that, you know, it comes around and it serves itself. And that's really the most important lesson that, that I think I've learned from. It. Yeah. I've, bro- I've broken bread with the man on several occasions. <laughs> and honestly, like, you're absolutely right because it isn't about business. I mean, it, it is, but... 
you know, his, his the way he approaches business transcends it. You know, yeah. it, it has to. Be, he he's he understands the foundations of relationships. Let's put it at yeah. that. So I'm sorry, guys. No, it's fine. I think what's at very admirable about him it too is how he's evolved over time. Like it was never yeah. good enough. It always right. had to right. be. And he, you know, learned new things and has continued to evolve yeah. and also been able to let go of those reins and recognize who has the yeah, yeah. the talents to, to grow and encourages that growth internally. Um, and that's kind of how he developed the different, you know, subgroups sure. um, off of SGW now having the P, uh, 3D Public Relations, Social Media and PR, and Change Rich Productions, yep. our video production studio, just recognizing you know, who had the ability yeah. to kind of take those companies um, and, and bring them to what That's they awesome. are today. And is that it? There's four now divisions internally? Well, how, many, how many shops are there now inside? SGW yep. is the, the creative yep. house and, yep. and digital advertising mm -hmm. agency, so digital media buys. And then Change Bitch Productions is the video, video production. production. Very impressive studio. Thank yep. you, yeah. And um, 3E Public Relations yep. is so We're yeah. the three affiliated yep. agencies, so we're all um offspring of days sure, so to sure, speak sure. um but in the building and again yeah. this this shows what Beckin said he has the vision to yeah, say okay yeah. this building needs to be all marketing agencies so um i guess he you could say he has a hand in those other companies sure. too which is you know you know we, uh, there's a branding agency yep. there's a, a dave has founded two magazines two trade magazines <laughs> as well one of which is why wouldn't he yeah right. i mean honestly one, one of which is thought in about it one day in his spare time. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. What am I wake up? What am I going to do today? Um, so and so everything in our building yeah. is 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 his came from his head. It's unreal. And it's kind of like all of these different agencies now are uh, in one way, shape, or form. Maybe not legally, maybe yeah. not officially, yeah. but they are affiliated. Today. That's unreal. That's and unreal. he's so humble about it too. Like there's just he doesn't. I don't think recognize yeah. everything that we're saying we actually just did um an rfp and and we submitted in the form of a video and we had the video be dave actually like from his yeah. pov yeah. coming in the building and bringing everybody together what are you going to bring to the table what are you going to bring to the yeah. table to join and make a really good you know project for sure. our company and, and it truly is him that that yeah. makes those connections and when we told him that's how we had to do the video he still couldn't understand like no yeah, it's not yeah. me it's you guys yeah. he really <laughs> is kind of the dad and um, well, I, I had to i have to kiss his ass a little but not because i have to, i just i i love him he really is like i just it's amazing the kind of guy that he is um all right so let's do it round Laura, two. i'm gonna turn up your volume hit us all with right. a round two and then we'll wrap this sucker all Come right on. round two let's do the oh. damn thing <laughs> <laughs> all right hit, Leon, it, you're it's first. the same rotation okay Woo. yep okay i'm out of booze it's gonna make me nervous. <laughs> maybe not <laughs> yeah okay this tween clothing company released thong underwear with suggestive sayings targeting girls ages 10 to 14. i know this one Oh, wait a second. I know this one. I like girls that wear Abercrombie <laughs> and Fitch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Putting it in the context you know? of. Uh, <laughs> I figured I had to. Let's not go back and. Yeah, that background. was that was that was terrible. By the way. Yeah. yeah that guy has been a. You wonder PR sometimes, nightmare. yeah, what Listen. people are thinking. God. So yeah. I worked for that company <laughs> in uh, like high school, so it doesn't really count. Yeah, no, no. Um, and it's all really true. I mean. You're a true Jersey true. child. I am. You did your penance at one of the malls. I did. Right? Yeah, we all yeah, did. Yeah, I was Bramble Park. Had a house down the shore. Yep, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. I followed the same path. Came back home, bought a house near mom and dad. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> followed to a T. Yep. All right, hit her, hit her, hit okay. her. Okay. 
This company's new product was advertised as the hottest new mobile device and was actually a big fire hazard for people <laughs> on airplanes. I remember this. <laughs> I'm awful at this game. I remember this. Something you put in your pocket or purse. That's very vague. You can put a lot of things <laughs> in Something that's in front of you right there. Yeah, no, I mean, um, which company? It Not that one. Who's the other? Who's, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Who's the other big player? Is it um, Samsung? Yep. Yes. You know what? So, real quick, as an aside, because mm-hmm. I can't believe it actually came up. So as everyone in this room, but not the 25 listeners know, I was late today. The reason I was late is because I was in the city, and the man I was with, one of the Samsung. men I was with, no, he knows the president of Samsung. He hired the president no of Samsung kidding. like 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. When that happened, no kidding. And he's an engineer. When that happened, <clears throat> the president called him and says, "You have to help me." He's like, "Why do I have to help you? I mean, I don't work at Samsung. How much yeah, are you going yeah. to pay me?" <laughs> they came to the agreement, but ultimately, he they brought him in. He went down to Richardson, Texas, where Samsung has their mobile no device kidding. facility, mm-hmm. and he said they had everything laid out for me. 10 minutes I had it solved. No shit. Wow. He said it was a 20 cent piece. That's usually they, how it They goes. did not put yeah. in that they actually had taken out. And he came back and said, you got to put it back in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was wow. something that's that simple. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. yeah. 20 cents per unit and then you just lit an airplane on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That was a PR disaster. Okay. All right, go. Hit Speaking him. Speaking of airplanes, <laughs> this... Oh. I was waiting for this one to be in here. This airline was in big trouble last year when a doctor was forcefully removed from a flight after he refused to give up his seat. Forcefully removed. He had the shit kicked out. Yeah. And they also (laughs) just killed a dog. Yeah, that was horrible. That was horrible. On the flight from, was it the flight from Orlando to Newark? Yeah, it was the excessive heat and they had him in the... Great. In the overhead. Horrible. I don't know why you put your dog up there, but whatever. Yeah. So this goes back to Megan's first question. It's like kind of like a 50-50. It's either, <laughs> it's either American or United, right? So I'm going to say American. United. Ah, it to <laughs> okay. Aren't they technically the same airline? They will. Well, it was, oh, it was continental, continental and... Um, continental continental right. and United. Yeah. 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 You know, when you said coming into Newark, I should have said United. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the hub. American the doesn't Were they delayed? All right, read, read that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Read the penalty. Well, the good thing this isn't a, a video of that call. <laughs> oh, I could record it. I have to do it. 20 push <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 you cannot Megan, record please it. record it. All right. I sh- no, I can leave, do 20. Leave 20 push-ups. Come on, 20, 20 push-ups. Okay. I think that should be our teaser on the I, 3E. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna narrate this. He's he's take, he's emptying his pockets. Obviously, that's very important to have this your phone. And, and the largest wallet I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And I, see the side. I know. I don't understand it. Dude, that and thing no is four inches tall. How many credit cards do you have? Too many. Oh, uh, my God. Do do right there, right there. He's got to do 20 push-ups. Keys are coming out. He's got a lot of stuff in his pockets, folks. Oh, now, DS, D, ah, the employees still, of DSM, out a lot, so. I can tell. He's in good shape. Right. So he's got to do 20 push-ups. The entire organ, the, DSM is now Ready? all standing. Go. Oh. <laughs> the entire conference room just emptied out to watch Patrick do 20 push-ups. Let's count them off, kids. Let's count them off. Go. One. <laughs> this is riveting podcast, I by the way. Five. He's looking good. Good Six, form. Straight back. Seven. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't get this one, just by the way. <laughs> He's doing all right. He's do- I hope this podcast doesn't kill Patrick. That would be terrible. <laughs> Don't have a heart Please attack. Please no. We have we terrible insurance. He's getting ready. He just killed uh, 17, 18, 19, 20. Boom. Wow. Very 
Nice. By the way, that's impressive after after half of a, of a well, Sam say, of Sam Adams. <laughs> Nicely done. Twenty push-ups. Well done. Do we have any more? We do have a few more. All right. Would all right. Like let's see. Let's, let's, yeah, let's just wants let's the just penalty. Let's go around. Okay. Yeah, just go around. This company's spokesperson is now serving some jail time after being charged with child pornography. Um. What the hell is it? Uh, Jared um, from <laughs> Subway. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Subway. Yes. Yeah, that was a PR nightmare. Speaking of influencers. Yeah. Have they have yeah. they come back from that yet? I, I, like, I they're still know. around. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't I've know. Never they're still it. there. They, they're still arguing over if it's a foot long or not. So. I don't think yeah. it had a big issue. Like, it didn't have a big impact I don't on think. Him. I mean, he wasn't even, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he was even the spokesperson at, at that, that point. Time. No, so no. Yeah. It was kind of just in his history. Yeah. So. Right, hit it. Okay, this company, whose name suggests authenticity, released products for children that needed to be recalled due to existing mold and the potential for infection. The products were inefficiently tested for safety. I think I know this one. Jessica Alba. Uh, the Honest Brand. Yep. Oh, company. Yeah. Honest Company. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, one more. Burned, right? yeah. yeah. One more. <laughs> Pressure's on. No, I can't go two in a row. And okay. I can't do any more exercise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do... Yes, throw me a softball here. Okay, <laughs> you would know. Okay, this company was aware of hundreds of problems with faulty tires and was eventually forced to recall and replace their products for hundreds of customers. Popular brand on yeah. Ford. I don't have a Ford. <laughs> um, <laughs> American. I just gotta say Goodyear. Nope. Firestone. Firestone, oh, which is owned by Bridgestone. I would have given you both. You yeah, always Bridgestone, say you're Firestone. not a car guy, so. <laughs> and, and oh, you're gonna give another. Oh, Bad now. Okay. I'm if not he even a tire guy. <laughs> and he can pass well, I mean, this off to Leon if he doesn't want to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. What is it? Unless it's eat the wasabi piece. No, it is. Oh, shit. No, <laughs> All right, give it up. Give okay. It up. Give him one. Oh, he's got to eat a handful corona, of wasabi. You want the corona on the side? Be a man of your oh, word, right? my God. Oh. I'm more embarrassed by the fact that I got two questions. Oh, Paige, Patrick, Jeez. I don't want you to do this. I feel Just terrible. Just a small handful. Can small. I use oh, Megan's hand? Yes, 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 you can. You can. I'll give <laughs> you that. On the scale. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Don't don't punish. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't punish him too bad. I know. You kind of dug in there deep. Yeah, all at once. All in. All in there. He's got a decent handful of wasabi peas. And they're in. Oh, look at that, cr that crunch. I will say these things are, they're okay. Like one at a time. Yeah. When you do the Once whole handful, they, together, yeah, they it's aggressive. How, how, he's, he's, does he turn red? He's do not turning red. Tears? No, all right. He's not too bad. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. It wasn't bad at all. <laughs> Even my hand smells hot. Yeah. No. <laughs> Patrick, I, I feel bad. Nicely done, man. I, I, we, I, we owe you. That's the teaser on the three e well social done. pages. Why is Patrick eating wasabi peas and doing push-ups? Tune into the DSM because podcast. Because he can't answer PR questions. That's, <laughs> I think that's because we are so good at our job that we never have crisis <laughs> that's situations. True. Thank you that's very true. Much. You're welcome. And I think the, the next podcast will discuss why really there was no major implications to any of those brands based mm. on those PR. Yeah, it's true. They all seem to be doing just fine. Well, they're all, if you think about the 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 brands that they are um, we're big. talking big yeah, name companies so There's something to be said about that you know yeah, if the company's is. big enough they can survive a lot mm -hmm. of things all right so guys i can't i can't thank you enough for coming out here and uh, and talking about what you do in the pr industry a little bit and hopefully people that listening get some perspective on what it's all about and and learn a little bit more from it tell us how do how do people get in touch with you plug all your social channels go through go, go do the whole yeah sure thing. i mean we're on all of them we'd be remiss if we weren't so <laughs> 3e uh, public relations, um, and you can direct email us too. I'm M R E D Z I A at 3EPR.com. Excellent, excellent. As usual, the DSM group, follow us on all our handles. What are we on? We're on everything, right? 
We might even be on Google Plus, to be honest with you. I don't even know. Like mm-hmm. You're like one of three that. people at this point. <laughs> check, us, check us out on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's again. a good music platform. <laughs> <laughs> again, thank you so much for coming. This was a blast. I hope, you, I hope you had a good Thanks time. Thanks for having us. I hope you had a good awesome. time. <laughs> even, we had a blast. Yeah, even with the pastors can go home and recover. Yeah. I'm going to call in sick tomorrow. Thanks. Exactly, are we thanking them for playing thank the game? Playing. We're thanking them in advance. Yeah, sure. It's a proactive podcast. Should we? Oh, we say, can't change the game. Can't now. we just say thanks in advance for playing, and then at the end, once they've played, say thanks for playing? Doesn't make any sense.